With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Sideline Summit. This is episode 10. I'm here with UPenn's finest, Danny Cole. We haven't, uh, you know, we haven't been on in a week. You know, things happen, but uh, we're back. We're going to be talking about some, we're going to be talking about our top 10 QBs by the end of next year. So we're projecting who will be the top 10 quarterbacks. We're going to be talking about the MVP ladder uh, and some final four predictions, even though I don't know anything about uh, college basketball. Uh, But before we get into that, Danny, how are you doing today? It's a great day to talk about some football. The NFL just proposed this, they actually approved this overtime rule where both teams get the ball. I'm not a big fan of it, but we'll talk about it in a different episode. But it's a great day for football. I mean, I'm not like against it, but like just play defense and this wouldn't be a problem. But yeah. Um, Anyway, you know what I'm saying? We're going to get into our top 10 projected quarterbacks. Uh, just give me one quick second here, and just share that screen. All right, just make sure. All right, everyone can see it. Top ten quarterbacks going into next year. Who who do you got one by the end of next year? I was thinking between Josh Allen's and Mahomes. I think Allen might take it just simply off team success, but I'm not too sure. I wanted to hear what you thought. Uh, it's Patrick Mahomes. I think Mahomes will still be the best quarterback at the end next year. And I don't think anyone can do anything about it unless Justin Herbert or Josh Allen throw for 6,000 yards. I don't think they're going to do anything about it. Um, so I'll, I, I'll agree, but the the conversation will be there simply off of people like to say, oh, well, this person had more success than this person. So, or like the reason why Mahomes is still – 
kind of known. Yeah, like because that ring and he beat Allen head up in the playoffs, obviously because of a an overtime rule. They could have probably went all night pause, but uh, I guess we agree. I'm assuming your two would also be Josh Allen then. My number two is Josh Allen. Okay. Okay. I see the vision. I'll agree on that too. I don't. Man, what is up with me today? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I agree. I don't know. There's no really budging these two. These two are as close as it gets. Um, who are you going for three? I think there's a lot of people that can fit at the three spot by the end of next year. I'm going with MVP, Aaron Rodgers. You're going with Aaron Rodgers. I think that's that's actually that's a pretty safe take and not a popular one right now. A lot of people are high on Herbert. And unfortunately for you, I am one of those people. Herbert no, is I, my three. I'm really big on Herbert, but I I don't think that Aaron Rodgers Rodgers revenge tour is that what you're going for? I'm going for the Packers going to draft Aaron Rodgers at three receivers and start planning for post Aaron Rodgers life. They're going to draft that Olave. They're going to draft that Olave. They're going to draft like Traylon Burks and like yeah, they're going to get that Traylon Burks. That's maybe that's I was thinking. They ain't getting Drake London though. Future Eagle. He might be. Who you who you rocking with for? Because things could get dicey here. You know, we got a lot of elite quarterbacks um, that could fit in this four to like seven range. So it could get dicey. People might not like some picks. Here, since you're like going that. first every time, I'll go with my four. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Watson. Uh, he's a douchebag, but um, can't lie, dude knows how to ball. I must admit, I'm going with Watson at my four. I'm going to go with Justin Herbert. I like the pick. I had a feel. I don't know why. I had a feeling you were gonna say Brady. I don't know why. Herbert's a good pick, though. I like Herbert there. At my five, I'm gonna go Rodgers. It's kind of weird seeing Tom Brady outside of this top five, considering he was nearly the MVP last year. Uh, but they had to give it to Rodgers because of narrative and you know all that. He's you know not a bad pick, but yeah, Brady's still playing elite, elite football. Some of the best football of his career, actually. Speaking of Tom Brady, that's who I'm putting at, at number five. I'll put you got your five is Brady? I think Tom Brady might get traded to the, the Dolphins, and if that, if that happens. I think I think the Dolphins head coach actually just shut all that down, but Brady's at six for me. Yeah, Brady's at six. He just changed this. Like, I think we discussed this a while back about top ten quarterbacks and stuff, but, like, Brady coming back just changes the landscape of things. Like, could you imagine if he did come back just to go play for Miami? That would be insane. That'd be so insane. Yeah, it would. It would be incredible, and it would be nothing to say left. A Tom Brady move, but uh... yeah, like like me, me and uh, me and my girlfriend were talking about it, and. I told her, I was like, yo, Brady, I'm retired. She was like, what are your thoughts about that? Because I'm not sure either. I'm like, look, I don't like him. I don't like anything about him. But, like, he is the GOAT. That is something only the GOAT could do. Retire for not even two months and be like, hmm, I'm going to come back and then going to be top five in MVP odds. Like, no one does that. No one could do that besides him. Exactly. Because he's that guy. So I put my six at Br- as Brady. Who are you putting at your six? I'm interested to hear this. Speaking of prior MVPs, Lamar Jackson. Thank you. See, we were just talking about uh, – we just in the living room. Everybody's in the living room. And and I was discussing – I wrote an article about Jalen Hurts, and I basically said, look, it must come down to racism, why, they, why some Eagles fans don't like this guy. 
he can play. Like if he was if he was getting drafted this year, he'd be quarterback one. Would you would you agree? Who Jalen Hurts? If Jalen Hurts was in this draft class, would he be quarterback one? Yeah. Uh Malik him, Willis would, be would it be would you for you, would it be between him or Willis? Yeah. All right, as long as we're on the same, I think he would be quarterback one, then Willis would be two. I love Malik Willis. He's putting on a show in his pro day, in his combine. I just think Hurts Hurts is kind of like him, but he is NFL experience already. You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. you you have a rookie who has experience. I think her I think Malik Willis is Jalen Hurts with an upside of an arm. Yeah, I see the arm upside definitely, but Hertz has probably played better competition in college. No, he has played better competition in college. Definitely, I don't think that's up for debate. Yeah, so with that being said, seven, seven, I'll go my seven and eight. I got seven Jackson and I got eight Burrow. A lot of I don't know. I, I still like Joe Burrow. I got him at eight. Who are you rocking with? For, Just, for, you can go back to back on these seven, eight. For seven, I got Joe Burrow. Okay. And for eight, I got Deshaun Watson. Ooh, I kind of see. That's the thing. Like with Brady coming back, everything. I mean, I could. I. I don't think this is like insanely bold to have him in eight. But well, here, here, here's my problem. He still has civil cases against him. He might not play for the Browns. He, he might not play for the Browns until week nine. Jacoby Brissett's gonna carry it. No, don't worry about that, man. Jacoby Brissett is gonna do his thing. Can I say that Watson will be a top five quarterback in the league. And he hasn't played in a year. You know, a lot of elite – I get it, he's a running back, but Bell Bell didn't play in a year, and then he just was completely different after that. I mean, yeah. but I've just – a running back does not fall off like that. You know what I'm saying? But still, running back quarterback, it's it's a little different. Now, mind you, these are our projectings at the end of next year. So I'm finishing off my top ten with a bang. At nine, I'm going to go – with Trevor Lawrence, number 10, I'm going to go with another TL. I'm going to go with Trey Lance. Trey Lance, that's, that's very is my 9 and 10. I'm telling, I'm super high on these guys. And uh, Kyle Shanahan is also super huge on uh, Trey Lance. He literally said today, the timeline, like I'm, he's confident in Trevor, uh, in, sorry, in Trey Lance. He's saying this is why we've been – he literally openly said this is why we're exploring to trade Jimmy. Like, Lance is his guy. Lance with Debo, Kittle, you know, that run game, he could get involved. He's got a strong arm, something Jimmy G doesn't have. Um, I'm excited to see this kid, man. I really am. For nine, hard for me not to say Russell Wilson. This man has been at the top of his game for the last ten years. I don't blame you, man. still in his prime. He's still in his prime. I can't see the vision, man. I don't. I don't hate Wilson, but you gotta. You gotta get a little steamy. You know what I'm saying? You gotta get a little steamy. Yeah. So who are you going I'm with at ten? At ten, I see a really big, really. There's a lot of people that could slot in this spot, right? Yeah, Carr, Stafford. It, shit, you can make an argument for like Dak. Uh, Cousins, Ryan, so many guys can fit in this 10 spot. Dak Prescott. Who are you rocking with? You're on Stafford? No, Dak Prescott. I think Dak Prescott. Oh, Dak Prescott? A... I, I, that's not a bad pick to me. Um, Just think about the guys we left off this list. You guys, you got the literally the reigning, like, Super Bowl winning quarterback. Stafford's not on either of our lists. 
Carr's not on either of our lists, and he just got Devontae Adams. Uh, um, Prescott's on yours. Let Prescott's me, not on mine. Cousins, uh, me, Cousins is mid. So it doesn't matter. Um, the Prescott take really is pretty deeply rooted in the fact that I think they're going to start letting say bye bye Zeke. You're out the window. They're going to start a lot of Tony letting, Pollard. A lot of Tony Pollard who can catch out the backfield. Um, you have CD Lamb. See, yeah, I, I was big off CD Lamb coming out the draft, so I think CD Lamb, Michael Gallup. They're going to draft a receiver or two. They just signed James Washington, so Pittsburgh fans, it's very sad, but he's from Texas. He's slept on. No, no one knew how to throw him the ball in Pittsburgh because he had Big Ben. But don't sleep on Dak Prescott. Keep him yeah, on Dak, your radar. I, you know, Eagles fan, hard to admit, but yeah, Dak, if Jalen Hurts could become like Dak Prescott, no complaints, like whatsoever. You know what I'm saying? Just don't break your foot. No, not People foot, always but. say that, uh, oh my God, Dak Prescott has such a good offense. How many times have the offense been healthy on the field together? Not many. Exactly. I mean, Dak, I mean, he hasn't been thrown. Like, Amari Cooper never fell off. He, I mean, he's been dealing with injury, and then Dak just doesn't throw him the ball. But it's also questionable play calling. Like, Kellen Moore is kind of like a polarizing play caller. Like, he's known as one of the bright young minds in the game, but then he can also just have some dud play calling performances. Like, it's that's just how it is. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, the, like when they played the Broncos – that Dallas offense looked horrible. Sneaky candidate candidate for entering that like ten through eight range is my guy, Jalen Hurts. I think he can. If if the Eagles don't screw up this offseason, as in like the draft, and don't go drafting like a quarterback to hurt his confidence, even though he's completely unwavering, untamed, rare breed. But I don't know if they if they get him the right guys, get that defense solidified. The team's success could easily just vault him into that category as it is. We've seen what team success did for guys like Ryan Tannehill. We know he's not a good quarterback, but it vaulted him. Baker Mayfield, he he lived off play action in the run game, and it vaulted him into top 10 talks. And then when he had to run an actual system because his coach was like, all right, we need to kind of elevate a little bit, he couldn't do it. Uh, not to say I think Hurts is better than both of those dudes. I'm just saying I think the team success could really, you know, do something for Hertz's narrative. Am I bold to say Derek Carr is the 15th best quarterback in the NFL? Not at all. Not at all. Like, I mean, a lot of people are high on Derek Carr because he just, he got a new weapon. He got the best wide receiver in the game. Um, No, but it's not at all. Like Derek Carr, he can range, I think, from like 10 to 15 maybe, but probably nothing past that because I think he is an above average quarterback. He does miss on a lot of throws. He's not like, He's under. He's I, I, under. Uh, he, he underthrows a lot of balls. He does. Uh, like, could you could you win a Super Bowl with him as your quarterback? I mean, Matt Stafford yeah. did it. Um, yeah, I mean, Stafford uh, underthrew a lot of balls this playoff. Yeah, man. But he got it done when his guy went down. He relied on Cooper Cup, and he he made it work. Not to say Cup carried him, but like, you know, you have to go to one guy. There's not many safer dudes than Cooper Cup down the stretch. Speaking of guy going down, where is Odell going to land? He is future Philadelphia Eagle. No, nah, but I have no clue where he's going. I have a I have a feeling he might end up in Kansas City. That would be insane. Him and Juju. They need a guy, a guy to match Juju. They and McCole Hartman. You still got Kelsey. 
you give him Odell, that's still a dynamic offense in my eyes. It just McColl will have to take the step up to be he doesn't have to be as good as Tyreek Hill. He's gotta be a better version of himself. Like that's just what he has to do. I think the Chiefs might wind up signing him or Julio. If they get if Chiefs could even bring Julio in and say, hey, veteran veteran men for both of them. <laughs> veteran men yeah. veteran men, both of them. Hey. All right, man. Well, we're going to stop the screen share there. Those are our top 10 projected QBs for next year. Mind you, not right now. They're saying end of next year. That's what we think. I'm a little, I got a little more bold because of uh, the T-Law and Trey Lance. I'm, but I'm huge on, on Trey Lance. So like, I, that's a definite for me. So we're going to move on to a little NCAA action. I don't know much about basketball. We're going to keep it short and sweet. Final four predictions. We got Kansas versus the our hometown team, Villanova. They play right in Philly. And then you got what will be the last ever Coach K versus UNC. We got Duke, North Carolina. First time ever to play in the tournament. This we couldn't write it up any better. I wish they could somehow meet in the final, like the final game, but it's still huge, man, for the greatest college basketball coach of all time. Arguably the greatest basketball coach of all time. Um, who do you, who do you got? Um, we'll start Nova, Nova, and uh, Kansas. Nova, Kansas. Kansas had kind of swept their way through the tournament. They cleaned it up. They've done everything they could. Yeah, getting in and out, all business, man. Comes, I like it. It comes to really Coaching is college basketball. It is. It is. Villanova runs a very clean spacing system. Like uh, when we played, when I played in high school, we got a lot of our plays from Villanova. Just ball movement. Maybe like one dribble, get it out of your hands. Get the passing going. You'll find the open look. I don't know if you've seen what Villanova does. What they do, they get to the rack, and they jump step to two feet. When they come to two feet, they're more likely to be fouled. Because then they can they can jump off two feet to go lay up. They can pass off yeah, two they, feet. I, I see it. Yeah, they play a very an- analytical style of basketball, and not a lot of colleges do that. Um, and it's hard to. And spacing is hard in college basketball because these are NBA-sized dudes on practically a high school court. Uh, so for Villanova to create spacing, use analytics to your side. Like if people are like, oh, college basketball is about heart and it's just about passion and defense. But you, you got to get smart if you want to win these like good. You want to beat good teams. You got to run good plays. It wouldn't surprise me. Oh, Kansas wins this, though. You were right. They've just been sweeping through the tournament. Um, but I'm going to go with Villanova. I've been, I've, I if I know one thing about college basketball, it's I know they play spurs type basketball they love to move off ball you know get not too much dribbling not too much iso just get it out get some good shots so i think we're both going nova on that one we're both going nova and i'll, I'll transition so what, into so, uh that's your question no i was, just, I was going to move on to the next one but if you had a last comment about that go ahead no i was just going to say we're transitioning into the next one Game of the year. Game of, game of Coach this, K. Career. This is really it, man. I mean, Coach K got upset in his last game against UNC at home. This could be, like, the ultimate revenge. Like, to leave – Let's not to say there's no moral losses. There, Like, if they were to win this, get to the championship, it's like, oh, well, we beat UNC. It's okay. No. But, but like, if Coach K could get the last laugh against his rival, his number one rival, if he could just get the last laugh, Personally, as a player, I I think I could live that way. Obviously, you you want to win. You want to go out on top. There's no moral victories whatsoever. 
Yeah, I'm gonna take. Me. I'm gonna take Duke. You don't give Coach K too many second opportunities to get revenge. I know he's played this team a million times, but still, he lost his stamp game. He it's his time to get it back, and it's also his time to get revenge for St. Peter's. Yeah, arguably the number one overall pick in next year's draft, Taylor Banchero. Love his game. He's he's nice. Yeah, I seen a couple of his clips last game. He's really good. Like I said, like he's kind of the opposite of Villanova. Villanova's not too many dribbles, and he'll get it out. This kid can take any player on the court and give you a bucket. Like, there's not like that is so I feel rare in the college essence, especially because a lot of college game is about moving the ball around. But this kid, and he's even kinda... you know, if he gets the double team, he is looking for the pass. He's a really good playmaker, too. I feel like. Yeah, he's kind of like KD. I think he's a little stockier. Yeah, he kind of reminds me of Paul George. I think it reminds me a little bit of Paul George. He's six ten, like he's he's huge. He's kind of stocky for like KD, a little on the slim side, and plus he's I don't know. He reminds me, and he's a two way guy as well. So he plays. He can play some stout defense when asked. So yeah, but you, I I think Paul George is a good comparison, and yeah, I think he's the best prospect in the draft. Huge on Holgram too, but. Him, I think Jaden Ivey's better than Holgram. You want to come in? We now see. Now we have to ask you a question since you're here. Oh, wait, I love my pajamas. Oh, oh wow. and I'm You're good. So, who is going to win in Coach K's last game, Duke or North Carolina? It's college basketball. We're talking Duke. She picked Duke. Are you picking Duke? I'm picking Duke. We're all picking Duke, so Duke is probably going to win. That's where we're going. That kid. Uh... YouTuber, or no, not the YouTuber, the TikToker. Uh, he's going there next year. Oh, she's saying they're winning because of Jared McCain because <laughs> he's going to Duke next year. Great, he's also very good player. Don't put that in there, yo. No, we need it. <laughs> All right, so no. we got Duke Kansas, or we got Duke Nova, fine for the championship game. Who you got winning it all? Does Coach K get his storybook ending? Unfortunately not. Jay Wright proves that he's a better all-time head coach than Coach K. Wow. You're ruthless. I'm going with Coach K. I'm a storybook guy. Like, I wanted Manning to win it on his way out. Like, I I don't know. I so like you, when history happens. I, so I want wanted Brady, Ray Lewis to get his. What happened? On the way out too? You want, what'd you say? You want Brady to win it this year then? No. No, absolutely not. No. He's different. He's, he, I've had enough. All right, so moving on to some professional basketball, we're just going to talk about the latest MVP ladder. His uh, MVP candidate, or his MVP favorite, or Joel Embiid, is now at number one, Jokic at two, Giannis is at three, and Jason Tatum has entered at number four, which Jason Tatum might be the realest player in the NBA because he knows where he stands. Like, before this year, he was like, I'm not quite top 10, I'm like 12 to 15, which is what everyone would say. He's around 12 to 15. This year, he said, he said, I, I got to start the season better. If I started the season better, I'd probably be the MVP. Like, this kid just knows where he's at. It's like he he's on social media a lot. He probably is. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I mean, if, he's if still he, a young kid. He's 24 years old. He's 19. Uh, you did you know about? him and Justin Herbert were born within the same week? Crazy. Two of my favorite athletes. Yeah, I think Tatum was March 6th and Herbert's like March 10th. They were born like five days within each other. It's pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, it looks like without any barring changes, like 
if it comes down to a tight race, I think Embiid's got it in the bag. Unless, like, Giannis does, I don't know, finishes the week averaging a 30-point triple-double. No, or no, Jokic. Not, not 30. Not 30. 50-piece chicken mini. Yeah, he's going to need a 50-piece chicken mini triple-double to end the season or something. Jokic, uh, his team has just been dropping. Another MVP candidate who's been flying up, Luka Doncic, is not the four seed. But, yeah, Jokic, his team's falling down. It's not much he can really do. Um, at this point, uh, you know, Giannis was my pick, and he st- he. I wish uh, the narrative is pr- it's probably going to fall to Embiid. If you had to put money on it, I'd probably say Embiid. I still think Giannis is the rightful winner, though. He, I think they sit or they're tied with the Sixers for a second. I think tonight they play. We're recording this on Tuesday. Tonight they play. The winner of that, that it could be some big, you know, implications. Yeah, they really could. Narratives, be narratives are huge. That's what helped Tatum started to fold up. He's probably not finishing top three unless something terrible happens to Nikola Jokic or Giannis. If he finishes as a finalist, that's huge for him going into next year. He'll have MVP, like, focus on – he just has to start the season better. Like, these guys are consistent all the way through. Something Tatum does have on all of them, I believe, is games played uh, because he stayed healthy, which uh, that's not their fault, obviously. But I think it was all all seen it coming. If Embiid got a, a healthy season, he was probably going to win MVP. It was bound to happen. The kid's great. Yeah, it's. I think my pick's MVP. It's got to be MVP. Uh, I'd even say Giannis is above Jokic right now. But um, I agree. I, I I definitely agree. Look, I don't really care about records because you have two probably. A healthy Warriors are a contender, but they're never healthy, so I don't care. There's two contenders out West. There's there's two uh, contenders out West. There's the Suns, who are the huge favorites in the West in my eyes. And then there's the Grizzlies, because they're such a solid team without John Morant. And then when you throw John in there, you have the superpower. You have the star power to match anyone, realistically. And it's just a solid team. However, in the East, the Heat are contenders. I don't care how slumpish they are. When they're at their best, they are a championship team. Bucks, they have the reigning finals MVP. Joel Embiid, arguably best player in basketball. Boston Celtics, they have the hottest player in basketball right now, Jason Tatum. Um, and if the Bulls, I mean, the Bulls are fraudulent in my eyes, but, you know, if they can somehow pull it together, they're also a pretty good candidate. You know what's crazy? I think the Hawks have a better chance at making it to the Eastern Conference Finals than the Bulls. I'm just going to put that out there. I think... Wow. I think... It's not there. They are a bad team. Like that's a bad basketball team. I have so much faith in Trey Young. He is electrifying. He is so fun to watch. I think they're going to somehow get in the playoffs. If they could get, look, if they get the eight seed and Miami still ends up with the one seed, I'd be scary. I'd be real scared of that. I'd be real scared of that. I don't know. I think I think the Sixers, Bucks, Sixers, Bucks, and Celtics do not have to worry about playing the Hawks. It's a little too much defense for them to handle. Um, but man, the Heat. I mean, the Heat got defense too. But when your best player is not hitting his shots like Jimmy is, it could really get bad. It could get bad. We seen what happened last time when someone who can't score played Trey Young. But yeah, yeah, I'm saying I'm excited for these playoffs. It's gonna be all good. There's not gonna be a single bad series. Yeah, it's going, it's going to be really interesting. Except for whoever like plays the Cavs. Whoever plays the Cavs is going to beat the shit out of them. 
Yeah, but you have the Nets like an eight seed right now. Come on, they, the Nets might not make the playoffs. They could lose. They could literally lose the play. They game. could easily. Yes, they could. E- they're no. I think they're the nine seed actually. No, they're the nine seed because they just lost to the Hornets the other night. So really, they have to play Trey for one game. I'm, I'd probably take the Nets because Kevin Durant would abuse them because they're a bad defensive team. But um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I I would probably pick the Nets, but that's a that's a scary game. That is a scary game to play. It's very scary, and well, I guess we'll see the outcome when that happens. All right. Well, we're excited for the playoffs, but that's about all the time we have. Uh, thank you all for tuning One last in. Thing. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Before we go, the two MVP candidates face off tonight. I think yes, they do. MVP In my eyes, MVP. whoever wins gets MVP. Don't care. I'm not a big fan of that, but if Embiid comes out here, drops 40, locks up Giannis, it's going to Embiid. He's not locking he's up Giannis. Late. All right, well, what if Giannis comes out here and drops a 50-piece chicken mini, and then he's the MVP? He's the yeah, best player in basketball. He's the best player in, in basketball. The, in the world. In the world. Damn. He's the best player on the planet. In the universe. All right, well, yeah, basically the universe, unless there's some alternate reality, Michael Jordan or whatever. But that's everything for us today. Thank you all for tuning in. Um, shout out to Belly Up Sports for giving us this platform to post on all, all platforms and on YouTube, all that stuff. Um, from me and Danny Cole, we will talk to you on next Wednesday. We're going to be dropping single episodes to give you all some more full and better content every week. Going to be covering a lot of stuff from here on out. But uh, yeah, make sure y'all tune in next week. Peace. Peace. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.